an unbelievable story. But it's believable, and it's true. And I know the protagonists involved, I knew all of them. There used to be, in Detroit, Michigan, a famous, famous rub. His name was Rabbi Shlomo Chaim Gruskin, Rabbi Solomon Gruskin, Rabbi Shlomo Chaim Gruskin. He was a rub in Detroit for over 55 years. He was a yid, Yodai Bakol Mama. She had his hands in every single thing. I, I who worked in Kirov, knew so many um, not yet observant Jews in Michigan. All of them knew. Many of them knew very little, but they all knew Rabbi Gruskin. Rabbi Gruskin married me. Rabbi Gruskin bar mitzvahed me. Rabbi Gruskin buried my father. Rabbi Gruskin this. Rabbi Gruskin. Everything was Rabbi Gruskin. Rabbi Gruskin was a kid who had left a tremendous, tremendous imprint on the Jewish community in Detroit. His Talmachacham, big, big Talmachacham. He was a Yid with a passion for serving the Rebbein Shalom. A passion, like a fervor. He was a fabrenta Yid. And the story goes as follows. Right, Gruskin had a, right, Gruskin had a thing. He had a, he had a thing in his shul. He had a shul in Oak Park. And before Pesach, he, he would always go, he would visit nursing homes. He would go visit Nebuch, uh, uh, places where mental health patients were incarcerated, facilities. He would go to the hospitals. He was busy going everywhere. And before Pesach, he had a food distribution, a Koshla Pesach food, food distribution. It had multiple purposes. It had a cure of element. It made sure people got matzah. It made sure that people had some kosher food on Pesach. So it was a very, very, um, you know, it was a very, very wonderful program. It was Rabbi Gershom's program mostly done by himself. He would collect massive amounts and order tremendous amounts of matzah and grape juice and other kinds of foods and matzah ball mix and stuff. And then he would go and he would distribute it. Well, there was a yid, not a from a yid. His name was Milton Olenek. And Milton Olenek owned a furniture store, a very successful furniture business. Milton was a big, tall guy, very strong, drove a big pickup truck. And Milton wasn't from, but Milton had yard site, and somebody told him that he can go to the shul, Rabbi Gerson's shul, and he can um, say Kaddish over there. And it was shortly before Pesach, and he went there. And he says his Kaddish, Rabbi Gerson welcomes him, and he sees all this matzah and grape juice and all that stuff, you know, the Manashevitz drinks, uh, mix, and he, he says, Rabbi Gerson, what is this? Rabbi Gerson tells him, what it's all about. This is what it is. And he says, you know, Rabbi, I want to have a shear in your mitzvah. And, you know, you tell me about all this place you're going. These are dangerous neighborhoods. I've got a big truck and I carry a gun and I'm a big, strong guy and I'm going to protect you. And the person says, I don't need any protection. I'm a shliach mitzvah. I'm going to do mitzvahs. I don't need your protection, but thank you. But I'll certainly welcome your help with your truck. That'll make it much easier for me. And that would be fine. And that's what Milton did. And it became Milton's thing. He didn't become a shemitah mitzvah. No, he, but he, he he certainly did this mitzvah. He became very a very loyal friend of Rabbi Gruskin's, helping him in many of his mitzvah projects. Milton also became a baltzdaka. He kept a ledger very carefully. And Milton's family, they were not as drawn into this project as he was, but they all became admirers and friends of Rabbi Gruskin, very, very close friends of Rabbi Gruskin. And Rabbi Gruskin never pushed him more. He always hoped mitzvah gerez mitzvah. Well, for a long time, nothing much happened. And one day, Milton calls Rabbi Gruskin, and he says, Rabbi, I have terrible, terrible news. He was at Sinai Hospital. Sinai Hospital is the Jewish hospital in Detroit. He says he was just told that he has non-Hodgkin's lymphoma on his pancreas. And the prognosis is awful, awful, awful. The doctors are going to try to do maybe a surgery, but prognosis is terrible, especially in those days, but even today, pancreatic cancer like that. 
a year or two for those who are lucky, unless they have their zechatanism. And Rabbi Gerson came to visit him, and Rabbi Gerson told him, he said, Rabbi, you have to pray for me. He says, I'm going to do better than pray for you. I want to enlist the help of an advocate who could really, really help you. And he says, really? What was a doctor? He says, no, 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 I'm not another doctor. You have good doctors here. He says, well, who could help me? He says, I have an excellent advocate. And this advocate can really, really help you like no one else can. He says, Rabbi, who? He says, that advocate is called Shabbos. And if you macabre Shabbos, if you observe the Shabbos, Shabbos can do for you, Shabbos can go before the Rabbani Shalom, and Shabbos can do for you what no one else can do. So you want to get better, you have to be Mechabal Shabbos. Now, Milton, this is a big business of his. This was his furniture business, but at the same time, if he doesn't make it through this, it doesn't matter how successful his business is, he won't be here. So he thought about it, and the next day, he called Rabbi Gerskin, and he says, you know what, Rabbi, Come, I want you to teach me the laws of Shabbos. I'm going to close my business on Shabbos. And hopefully this will be good for me. Well, they did do surgery. And the surgery proved to be very, very difficult. Much more difficult than they even had expected. And they, it was terrible. They they were not sure what they actually managed to accomplish. Milton was hovering between life and death when they brought him out. And his brother called up Rabbi Gerskin and said, Rabbi Gerskin, please come, please come. You know, it looks like Milton's Milton's at the end. Well, Rabbi Gerson comes and the whole family is gathered around him. And all of a sudden, like Milton's moving around and motioning and motioning. And it seems like he's trying to say something. They don't know what to do. So they asked the doctor if it would be okay to pull out the tube from his mouth so he can speak. And since he was anyhow basically going to die soon, the doctor says, yeah, I guess you can. Well, they take out the tube and Milton says, everybody can go home. I'm going to be fine. I want to talk to the rabbi. And they were shocked. What do you mean you're going to be fine? You're about to die. No, it's going to be fine. Well, they all leave. And Rabbi is in. He says, Rabbi, I want to tell you what happened. He said, I was up there. I wasn't here. I was up there. And there was a whole schmooze back and forth. Some were saying, I have to die. Some were saying, I can live. And then there was a voice that came out. And that voice said, let him go back down and open his eyes. And if Rabbi Griskin will be there, then he can live. And he said, I opened my eyes, Rabbi, and I saw you, and I know I'm going to be okay. And Rabbi Gershkin said, yes, that was Shabbos speaking on your behalf. And Milton not only lived, but Milton didn't live for a year or two. Milton lived for 20 years. And every Shabbos, Milton would walk tremendous distances to Rabbi Gershkin's shul because he was, became a Shammah Shabbos. But that's the story of how Milton was saved. There is a Yid in Lakewood, his name is Peretz Eichler. Peretz Eichler, actually interviewed Rabbi Kurskin, interviewed Milton, interviewed his family members, spoke to his doctors, made a beautiful documentary, a docudrama of, of this story some years back. I don't know how far it's gone. I never saw it. But the fact that I, I, I became alerted to it um, through that, through that, um, there was a showing at one point when I was living there. I didn't see it myself, but that's what I heard about. It. And then I was introduced to Milton's children. Um, but this is a story. This is how a Yid who was no longer in this world was saved in the schus and the honor and the merit of Shabbos. <laughs>